welcome to Figuring Out Homestead Life with Jenny and Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenny. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. It's sprinkling here in New York. Oh, not here. We actually have a day of sun. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, yes, yes. Very nice. Uh, today's topic. Talking about our properties. Yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Do we want to talk about what we've been doing this week so far? Sure. Yeah, I actually, so I got, we officially ordered our meat birds. So that's exciting. So they are on their way. They'll be here the 4th of July week. Um, I'm hoping the holiday doesn't mess up the chicks being shipped in the mail, but I'm assuming they account for that when they ship them out because the post office will be closed on the 4th. I'm guessing they know what they're doing. (laughs) They've shipped them out many times before around holidays. So um, that's the only thing I'm worried about. But we got 16. So we have to actually start building the chicken tractor now to get ready for them. But I think that's today. My SCOBY still hasn't come for my kombucha. I don't know what's happening with that. My SCOBY's delayed. So no, yeah, no. So no kombucha over here. I did get my sourdough starter. It's going good. So I baked some sourdough loaves. So that's been nice to get back in the swing of that. Yeah. So where did you, can I ask, where did you order your chicks from? Uh, Murray McMurray Hatchery. And I got six. No. So I got eight of the Cornish cross and I got eight of the freedom. Well, I think it's like an improved version of the freedom Rangers. It's like their big red broiler or something it was called. Okay. So I just, we'll see what ones we like better. How I think the, the, the red ones are supposed to take 12 weeks to grow out. So it'll be interesting to see. We've always let our birds grow longer mm-hmm. than the eight weeks. Um, and this year we did, they grew, so we got them March 31st, and we just processed them this past weekend. Okay. I, I didn't tally up the number of weeks. But that's uh, definitely more than eight weeks. <laughs> it was definitely more than eight weeks, but they're only five and six pounds. And oh. normally we get a larger bird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they're small this, this time around. So we have 12 more that we're waiting to process. We're going to give them a few more weeks to grow out and see. How they do they're not having any issues we keep them on grass um we'll see yeah but i'm curious i'm curious to see how yours how yours compare the two different kinds yeah i think that's right i'm sorry about your kombucha your yeah. scoby hopefully that finally comes someday yeah yeah so mine's mine's going um i took a sample of it and i was like eh, it could go a little bit longer hmm. um and then i started thinking about the whole mango pit that only works if you don't do a second ferment in the bottles. So I do a second ferment in bottles. So okay. I'm not going to chop up a mango pit to put in the bottles. That would be gross. Right. Okay. So I'm going to have to actually chop up some mango. To chop put up in mango. The... Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I like mango. So yeah, we processed chickens. What else? We had a private goat yoga session yesterday. Yeah. Waiting on my scope, my, my kombucha to get to the point where I'm ready to drink it. Do you um, your sourdough starter? I've named it in the past, but then I killed it. So, so it felt really bad. Um, so I haven't named this, this batch. I should probably come up with some funny name instead of like a human name. Carl. <laughs> no, we have a goat named Carl. I can't oh, name yeah. Carl. Uh, we'll come up with, yeah, we'll come up with something like something from a cartoon or something. Yeah. That works. You want to start talking about the properties? And how we got here. Yeah. Do you want me to go first or? Sure. 
All right. So we are new to New Hampshire. We moved from Massachusetts in 2019. We rented in Plymouth, Mass. And we were looking to buy our first home and houses were very expensive in Massachusetts. So we started looking, well, my husband convinced me to start looking in New Hampshire where we do have some family living. So it kind of, you know, made sense with that as well. So we had to find new jobs, move to a new state, buy our first house all within a couple months of each other. It was a little stressful. So I left a job I really loved. I never thought I would leave that company. So that was like really, that was a little sad. Um, but I did, I did land a good, uh, you know, at a good company up here. So that, that worked out well, but yeah, it was, it was stressful. It was fun. We looked at many, many houses before we found our house, which is a, um, it's an antique colonial. It's an 1820 colonial. It has like a little plaque outside, like a historical plaque, which was in a, owned by Augustus Spinney, apparently was the man who built the home. I haven't been able to find out too, too much about him. I tried to research when we first moved in, but I couldn't find too, too much about him. We're on about two, 2.8 acres and we have an attached barn on the house. And it's interesting to say you have an attached barn on the house, which I think back in the 1800s, it was pretty common to have an attached. Okay. Yeah. Cause a lot of the houses around here that are of that same age, the, the barns are all attached. Yeah. And now people are building barn dominiums. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So for us, um, before we moved to the farm, uh, we were on a almost three acre property, two and a half acre property, um, probably about 30 minutes away. Um, and we had chickens and a very nice garden. Um, Randy has always been a very proficient gardener. He's very good at his garden. Uh, that was one of the things that appealed to me about him was that a man with a garden? No way. <laughs> he had started talking about wanting to, he had this vision in his head that he had always wanted to have more acreage. Like he had the picture of a hundred acre farm or a hundred acre piece of property. It didn't necessarily have to be a farm. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's a pipe dream. That'll never happen. We fell into the, we're watching too many documentaries about all this meat and stuff. And you can proudly say nine years in, we've never had a recall on any of our meats. So, so anyway, back to this, we found this property in 2013, the end of 2013. And I actually found it on Zillow. Uh, the previous owner had listed it like four different times and had taken it off the market. And each time she had come down in her price. Um, this house is, a, it was built in, the house itself was built in 1940s. The barn is an 1890s bank barn. Um, it's an old dairy barn. So I think the house, I think there may have been like a fire or something because the house was 1940s, but the barn was 1890s. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then our the basement of our house, because we have a basement, um, the basement, the beams are like old barn, barn beams, like with all the notches and stuff cut out. So it's really cool down there. Yeah. Um, it's not a great place to hang out, but you know, it's a nice dry basement most of the time. 2014, so uh, 103 acres. I think I've said that in previous, previous podcast. So yeah. Cool. So have you guys, what have you guys changed since you've been there? Have you done any additions? I know, I know you have, but. <laughs> I laugh. So uh, Randy has allergies. So the first day we moved in before we even unloaded the truck, um, the truck and the trailer, um, we had friends up and the carpets were 
out because the previous owner had pets. Um, so the carpets had to come out and it had to get cleaned really good. Um, so yeah, so the carpets came out, we have gutted. So we gutted down to the studs, the kitchen, completely redid the kitchen, completely redid upstairs. This room used to be the garage. Um, it's now our family room and I love this room. Um, this room is the most recent room we've done. We still have yet to do our bedroom and the dining room, which used to be the living room. We're turning that, you can see it. It's beyond the kitchen. We're gonna turn that room into a dining room and someday build a beautiful long maple table so that we can have family dinners, not in the kitchen. Cool. Um, and then we've built, so we've built structures around the farm. Um, we can talk about that later. What have you guys done to your house? We, well, we haven't really done much to the interior of the house. Um, the, there's an addition that was put on at some point here that they did, I think, quick and kind of cheaply. They needed a place for an ailing parent. So the stuff that was in that space was, you know, not that great. So we did pull out that carpet, put in, um, we actually put in bamboo because it was more cost effective than hardwood. Mm -hmm. So we put that in done some painting, nothing really major. Um, luckily, most of the stuff that we've done has been outside. So yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing, all of the work that has been done on this house, Randy and I have done together. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, we're not, we're not of the mind to pay somebody else to do something that we may not do it perfectly, but we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. At like half, at least, well, probably even less than half the cost. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely. But having a handy husband. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Oh, I want to say another reason why we moved from the old neighborhood to this neighborhood. Randy had lived in that house for 20 some years. His kids grew up in that house. Um, he thought that it would be a good, it would be good for he and I to have a fresh start um, away from the neighborhood where he was the volunteer fire chief. Very, that sounds, it sounds kind of sad when I say it that way. Um, but also, you know, um, ex-wives lived in the neighborhood. So it's like, we needed a clean, a clean start for just the two of us. Yeah. So what have you done outside? So outside. A lot. I, a lot, a lot. So I have, I was going through my photos and the day that we moved in, I have pictures from the house looking down to the barn. There were some fallen down structures on the property, including, I can't think of what it's called. Um, there's a like an equipment run, the main barn that the beam had broken, so it was all sunk in. The bottom of the silo was full of a couple old TVs, some vacuum cleaners. Um, there was a broken horn crib with the concrete base, which was all busted up just time. And then there were a couple other farm structures, which we don't know what they were specifically for. So we built a cabin. Two cabins. We've built two cabins. We've built a farm store. We've built um, an education space. We were going to call it an outdoor kitchen, but you know, it's New York. So it's an education space. And yes, I said that on a podcast. Um, yeah, it's not a kitchen. It is an education space. It's where I'll be teaching people, hopefully in person, uh, how to make goat milk soap. And maybe we can get into some chicken processing classes, hands-on chicken processing or turkey processing. So we built those buildings. We've mowed a lot, <laughs> mowed some more, keep mowing. Um, our neighbor hays our field. 
they just recently actually plowed and put in corn this year um, with the stipulation that they don't spray. Mm. And I'm, I'm very into stewarding, stewarding our land and taking care of it. And I don't, you know, with the bees, I can't right. have them spraying things that will kill the bees. And, yep. and so, yeah, we have put in a garden. It took us, it took us a while to put the garden in probably the first two years of being on the farm was like cleanup, figuring out spaces. Uh, so then we didn't put a garden in, I think until year three and we put up fencing and that's one thing that we wish we kind of would have done later, um, was not put up fencing where we put up fencing mm. for the animals specifically. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What about you guys outside? We have built the chicken coop for the laying hens, um, with the run they have a, so the coop with the attached run, we've put in two vegetable gardens kind of cause the, how the property is not really ideally laid out. So we have a lower level garden, veggie garden next to our driveway. And then we have one up on the hill in the one flat area that we have up there. Um, we put in, um, maybe a little more than a dozen blueberry bushes. So we have like a little blueberry patch area. We have a raspberry patch area. And I think that, I mean, we've, we've just done some kind of general updating of whatever they had landscaping wise, like bushes and just flowering, you know, flower gardens and stuff like that. Um, so not, not too, too much Although We did put in a fence uh, for the dogs. There yeah. wasn't a fence here and it's a busy road. So we had to put a fence in. So we, we did do that, but that's, that's really about it. So not, we haven't luckily had to do too, too much stuff. We do have plans to expand the garden on the hill. So we currently have that tarped off to kind of kill the poison ivy and like all the bramble, whatever, everything that's just growing wild up there. So that you need to rent some goats. We actually are have someone coming on Monday to give us a quote. Oh, good. So just like a rental, you guys aren't going to keep goats. Not, no. that, not that I don't want you to keep goats. Yeah, not right now. Although Luke was like, once you walk out the window and see the goats outside, you're probably going to be like, oh, let's just get goats. But um, yeah, so they're coming Monday to actually give us a quote because our well is like overrun with the poison ivy. We can't even see where the well is and okay. just it's all it's real bad. So that will we'll see what that costs. So I have no idea what that would even I don't know what the cost is going to be for that. So we'll see. Oh, I can't wait to see pictures. <laughs> yeah, so that, <laughs> that'll be fun. They rent goats and they rent out sheep, apparently for I think the sheep is more for um when you're trying to reclaim a pasture. Yeah, they're more grass eaters where goats will forage and, and eat all the stuff, the, the brush type of stuff. Right, yeah, because there's a lot of wild, like, uh, blackberries and raspberries. They'll and love that. that, and it's good for them, too. Right, it's just so, it, they just have to check to make sure there's nothing poisonous for the goats growing yeah. around, and they pro I'm assuming they'll ask us if we've, like, sprayed, and which we haven't because the chickens nibble on stuff and everything, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. You get goats, you get the benefit of goats without having to, you know, keep them. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing is, you know, when goats are eating poison ivy, you really don't want to be loving on them and petting them. Well, Especially right. if you have a reaction. So. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, we could get milking goats. But if they're in the poison ivy, I won't be able to touch them. So. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, no. No. Um, so talking of poison ivy any snags with your property like the closing and 
not really any snags with the closing that all went pretty well um it was our first experience ever buying a home so we really didn't know what to expect and we weren't selling to buy which i think that seems like it's a little more complicated so it was it was pretty i mean as far as i know i think it went pretty well so that's that's great and the previous homeowners were really really nice they'd lived here for like 30 years or something raised their family here so you know, at the closing, the the woman was hugging me, just asking me to please love her house. And we still have in the laundry room, there's on one of the walls, it's all her heights of all her children growing up. So we kept that because that's just, you know, whatever. You're, <laughs> so no, you're sentimental. Like yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to have. So no, everything went pretty good. How about you guys? We had a few snags. Um, so we were selling the old house. Um, which that actually, that sale went through pretty well. And Randy likes to tell the story of we were homeless for one hour from the closing of one of the main, the house we lived in to the closing of this property. Um, so this, it's our understanding that the 103 acres we're on had not been surveyed in modern times. Um, so we had to get a survey and getting a survey of a 103 acre property on a hill with woods um, and steep inclines is always, you know, kind of expensive. Right, right. Um, it's part of the old Williamson tract, which I was doing some research today. And Charles Williamson um, was from England, and he like helped settle this entire area. So I believe this region was part of the Iroquois Nation, um, which is very interesting. I did not know that until I started researching that today. It's hmm. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Okay. We had the survey that it took a while to get it surveyed. Um, we had a neighbor on the back corner say that he had a gentleman's agreement with the previous owner. Um, well, the previous owner's husband um, that he was going to give him some acreage, like a couple acres on the back corner. Hmm. And he didn't have anything in writing. The man had passed away in 2006. The widow didn't know anything about it. Um, so it was kind of like but it held it, it held it up for a couple weeks, a couple weeks to a month. So closing kept getting pushed off. And when you're trying to close on one property and set closing for the new property and banks and attorneys, although they're extremely helpful, sometimes it's like, okay, let's get the ball going. Right. So, yeah, that seems stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When we've talked about moving, that's been like my biggest thing. I'm like, how are we going to like work out? Certainly because we can't own both houses at the same time. So yeah, having two mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> the one other thing is when we moved in. So I mentioned the house was kind of, it needed, it needed a little bit of refreshing with the carpets and stuff. Um, and then down on the farm proper area, there were 40 rotten bales of hay um, that we had to, if I had known then what I know now, we would have kept those 40 rotten bales of hay and planted in them. Yes, right, right, right. It's like the mulch is like, what was I thinking? I learned so much in nine years of being on the farm. We, we talked about how much land each of us have. We talked about snags. Can you think of anything else? Um, I did have just, I mean, I had some pros and cons um about the property if I don't know so it's one of my pros and cons it's actually the same thing 
So one of the things I like about this house is it's on a busy street. So I do sell eggs at the end of the driveway and hopefully eventually I'll have, once I get the garden expanded and I could sell jelly and stuff like that. So it's good for like a little farm stand because it's a very busy street. It's a cut through to get to another town. So everyone drives by here, but the con is that it's on a busy street and it's loud during like um, prime traveling time to get to and from work. So it's not very tranquil. (laughs) You can't go outside and be enjoying the peace and quiet usually, unless it's in the middle of the day when everyone's already at work. Yeah. And then I mentioned, you know, we have the poison ivy issue. We also are on a really steep hill, which it's just a little, a little difficult. Um, We can't get any equipment up there. So everything we do, we have to do by hand because there's old rock walls or there's the wellhead or the leach fields. It's like all kind of in the way blocking your paths. So everything is by hand with a wheelbarrow, which when you're hauling dirt and mulch and compost and all that up a hill. Up strong muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tiring. So yeah. that'll be interesting when we do expand the garden, how are we going to get the the stuff up there? <laughs> so yeah, get some pack goats. Yeah. <laughs> rent, rent some pack goats. Yeah. Help you move some stuff up. Yeah. It's, you guys do have a challenge with the slope of the property. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so is New New Hampshire is pretty friendly, friendly on the um, like cottage sales types of things, selling jams and jellies? Yes. Yeah. I think it has to be under a certain dollar amount. I looked at, you know, which I would never come close <laughs> to getting to. So yeah, it seems pretty, pretty lenient. And there are, it is pretty common. You know, a lot of people have little farm stands around um, that sell, you know, a lot of eggs. You see a lot of eggs, but also jams, jellies, honey, maple syrup fruits, yeah. vegetables, all that stuff. So um, I'd even like to eventually do cut flowers. Yeah. Luckily, New Hampshire, you know, live, live free or die. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even know what New York state's motto is. <laughs> Not taxes. <bad>. It's taxes. <laughs> taxes on this, taxes on that. Um, we can sell maple syrup. We can sell honey. I can sell my goat milk. So we can sell eggs. We can sell, I think it's up to... I want to say it's up to 10,000. We can process on our own property um, up to 10,000 chickens. It's either 10,000 or 1,000. I can't imagine doing that many chickens in a season. That is just way too much. Um, we usually do like 25 birds at a time. So, But we cannot sell raw milk. I can't sell goat milk because I hand milk. And the process to get certified, even if I got like a milking machine, the process is so arduous that it's not worth it. Right. That's unfortunate. Yes. Do you have um, any advice for anyone that's looking for a homestead? Yes. So a couple couple pieces of advice I have are um, be realistic in your goals. not everybody needs a 100 acre piece of property and we talked it's like we don't need 100 acres it's like we it's like if we could have a place with 20 acres that would be really we could do whatever we needed to do still on that 20 acres um, which even 20 acres is a lot right it's think about what you want to do with the property before you start looking for a property and right now i would i would hold off 
on buying a property right now with interest rates. Uh, I know people are saying they're coming down. Well, I would just, you know, ride it a little bit longer. And and as Jessica Soward says um, from Roots and Refuge, is turn your waiting room into a classroom and learn as much as you can. Do not start with all the animals. Um, for us, and it sounds like for you as well, chickens are the gateway animal. Yep, yep. We started with chickens. We moved into pigs after that. Then we moved into goats and then cows, but not all at once. And, you know, space, space it out. Learn as much as you can about each animal. If you're going to add animals to the farm, learn as much about gardening and composting and permaculture. Um, and uh, we're all going to make mistakes. And we all learn from them. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I would just say um, know what your kind of long-term goals or plans are. Yeah, Like we didn't really have a good idea of what we were going to want to do long-term, which is fine. Now we're, you know, we're kind of learning now. Um, we're just doing the best we can with what we have. But I would try to, if you can, think about what you really want to do long-term and don't be in a rush. Just wait. Wait until the right thing really comes along. Yeah. yeah. That's that something, something on that, that on that, that note, note um, the waiting, waiting. Uh, you're, you're not, not going to find, I don't, I don't believe you're going to find the perfect property with a perfect house with the perfect infrastructure, right? You're going to have to do a lot of work to get to where you want to be. And you, you know, buying that cheaper property where you're going to have to do the work on the house, or you're going to have to do the work on the barn, or maybe it doesn't even have a barn. You're going to have to build a barn. Take it slow and be patient. Yeah, and the one thing you cannot change about your property is the location. So everything else you can change over time, but you cannot change where it is. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's another thing. thing um, was we waited a couple of years to plant a garden, and I'm glad we did because that way we got to see where the water runs and how the water runs. So yeah, that was beneficial. Also, check with zoning. Yes, that's you know, important. We, we were the old property that we were in nine years ago. We were in a residential neighborhood. We weren't supposed to have chickens, uh, but they didn't find us or send us notifications because our neighbors got eggs and they didn't complain. Right. They didn't complain to zoning. They complained to us when the chickens got in their flower beds because our chickens were free range during the day. Where we live now, zoning is fairly lenient on farm type of things. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, you don't want to fall in love with a property and then realize, oh, wait, I can't even have animals here. <laughs> no, that's, that's how, how we ended, ended up with uh, some, some extra goats, goats was because somebody, somebody had a herd of eight goats, goats in the size of one of our pens for three years, and they were in and out of court. And oh gosh, finally, their attorney told them, you need to find a home for your goats. Yeah. It was a friend of Randy's son, and it's like... Do you have any, any, um, anything else to add before we wrap it up or? So So for me, me, um, I think I mentioned mentioned that I found this property on Zillow when we were doing the whole, maybe I didn't, I don't know. Um, when we were doing the whole property search and I was completely against buying a farm and then we found this place and we couldn't get up the driveway in a, um, from, no, it was a rear wheel drive vehicle that Randy had at the time because it was covered in a sheet of ice. Um, so, you know, before you buy a property, maybe 
check out what it looks like in each season. I know if it's a hot market, you can't do that. Yeah, no. But, um, we came and we visited the property in the middle of winter. It was covered in snow, and the wind was blowing, and it literally took my breath away, figuratively and literally. Um, it was just beautiful, and I feel like our farm homestead is... It, it like, like hits me in the heart, heart every time, time I go outside. outside. It's just amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And we didn't buy this property for the house because the house that we were in, Randy had already remodeled like all the rooms, put an addition on. We had just redone the kitchen and then we sold the house. And, it was like, <laughs> and now you can remodel all over again. Yeah. yeah, if we only we could move that house to this property, it would be perfect. That's what I always say to Luke. I'm like, if we could just pick up the house and put it on a flat piece of land somewhere, we'd be yeah. golden. <laughs> yes. So, so in, in your, your gardening, gardening, is there any challenges, challenges that you've had? I know the poison ivy is a challenge. Mostly the poison ivy, I would say. That's the biggest challenge. Um, I mean, the hill we can work with. There, is, there are there is a flat area so that's you know or we can somehow level it with bringing in fill and stuff but the the biggest challenge i would say is the poison ivy because you think you get it out of an area and it because we don't want to use poison so i guess maybe if we were poisoning it it wouldn't be as big of a deal but we don't want to do that so we're having to pull it out by hand which means we're getting poison ivy even don't no matter how careful you are, how well you wash after, it's still it, you still get it. So I, I would say that, and just it is we're the granite state, so it is very rocky. We grow lots of rocks, so I was going to say the same thing. thing. Yeah, trying to put in fencing or anything around the garden, it's everywhere you want to dig. There's a rock, so <laughs> yeah, that's but, it's, it's like, like people people, people rave about premier one fencing. fencing. And yeah. we have a couple, we have a couple runs of Premier One. And for me, it's, and for Randy, it's like, it's a love-hate relationship. Because the fencing, it works, but we have to take a hammer to get the stakes in the ground. It's just, it's, we're not the granite state, but we grow rocks really well here. Um, so what are your plans for the future? Um, well, we're getting the meat birds, like I said. Um, we're expanding the garden. That's, I mean, we have to get the goats coming to try to help with the poison ivy. Long, long term, we would like to get bees um, once we get kind of the garden and stuff settled. I would also like to get a more efficient way to boil maple syrup because we do process maple syrup, but the way I do it is not very efficient. So, and we have the potential to do a lot more, but just the way I'm boiling it, it takes so long. It's, we're, I'm really at capacity, so I would like to get something in place to do to make that a little more smoother. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, so we are we're working on um, siding buildings. So we're cutting cutting timber lumber, um, cutting trees down to turn into siding for pro- for projects around the farm. Um, we have lots of siding projects. Randy's building a tiny house on wheels that we can use and put on hip camp. Um, our plant long-term long-term goals are to start teaching on the on the homestead like mm-hmm. doing homestead-based classes um, and we'd like to build our own cabin in the woods on the other side of the property i don't know if that's going to happen it's it's a long-term goal yeah long long term 
Yeah, uh, we're very fortunate where we are in New York State. We're part of the Finger Lakes region, so there's lots of things to do and explore in the summertime. Um, spring through fall, there's lots to do and explore. So we, we're situated in a good spot. Yeah, I still want to go to Glen Watkins. Is that is that how you, is that is that wait, what it's called? Watkins Glen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only, it's like 22 miles from us. Yeah, I saw so. the sign the last time I was driving home. Like, oh, it's right there. Right, <laughs> yes, it really is. Um, and the best thing to do is hit that early in the morning uh, because it gets really crowded in the summer. I bet. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yes. next time I go up there, we're going to have to take have a look. Have you been to the windmill? Is that the big farmer market thing? Yeah. Yes, yep. that's where I got all my apples last year to make my applesauce. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to think, think of what else. else. You haven't been to the bison ranch. No. Which is just like right in the valley. I think I've seen the bison. Can you see them from the cabin that me and Luke stayed at there? Yes. Yeah. 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 You can you see them through the trees. trees. Okay. Yeah. In the, in the fall, fall and the winter, winter, it's easier to see them. What fun is there to do around you? Well, we're right by the White Mountains. So there's lots of hiking, kayaking, um, the yeah. Saco River, whatever is up there. So people like to tube down there. Um, lots of fun, touristy things for kids. There's the railroad that goes up Mount Washington, mm -hmm. which is really nice. So there's, there's lots of stuff to do up here as far as, you know, getting in nature and everything. Yeah. Is there, are there museums? no not that i there probably is but well there's like the shake there's like the shaker village which okay. is like it, like an 1800s village you can go visit but not i don't think there's like a muse like an art museum or okay. you know, things like that because so, so we, we have, have the corner museum of glass and we have the rockwell museum and we have the curtis museum and we have a boating museum all within probably a 20 to 30 minute radius of us oh cool yeah, the the glass museum is awesome. Yeah, we probably have stuff. I just, I just don't know it. <laughs> you just, yeah. yeah. If, if I could just stay on the farm or the homestead, I'd be good too. <laughs> it's like I don't need that culture. No. Yeah, I just like to go into the mountains. That's if I'm going out. That's we go, usually that's right. go up to the White Mountains. So cool. Into the mountains to to what is it? Off to the mountains I go to lose my mind and free my soul. Yes. Find my soul. Yes. Yes. I know I messed that up. Anyway. Well, I think we're going to run out of time on the Zoom here. Yeah. We have less than a minute. So do you want to sign us off? Yeah. So I just want to remind that we do have an Instagram account. So if people would find us on Instagram and follow us, that would be great. Um, also, if you're listening on whatever platform, Apple, Spotify, if you leave us a rating and a review, that would be awesome too. I believe that helps other people find the podcast and it would make us really happy. We got a we review. We did have a review. Yes. <laughs> Allison, we had, I know we had one five-star review and a person made a comment and I can't think of her handle, um, but she said she really enjoyed our first podcast and this is our third yeah, so that made us really happy. So if you all could do that, that would be great. We really appreciate it. We are figuring out Homestead Life on Instagram. Also, you can find Zig and Vine Homestead on Instagram and Mrs. White Homemade Life on Instagram. Those are our personal pages. And that would be great. We'd love to see you on there. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
Welcome to Figuring Out Homestead Life with Ginny and Allison.